Yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry. All right, guys, this is gonna be the uh, part one of our top 10 videos of the year. Make sure you like, subscribe, and the notification bell, all that kind of good stuff. But this is a compilation of all the best videos, all the best tips, tricks, and all that kind of good stuff to help you make as much money as possible so you can have money raining down on you in 2022. All right, guys, hope you enjoy the video, bye. that coffee down. So how do we consistently ask difficult questions? How do we not just get away with it, but actually have the prospect feel and know that it's in their best interest in order for us to ask the questions and for them to answer it? It's a very, very different dynamic because we, if we can have people answering difficult questions, that's how we're gonna get sales consistently, by people feeling comfortable enough because that's gonna, what's gonna make us the trusted advisor. You may be asking like, what the does contextualizing questions mean? And so it's okay, my young pad one, I am here for you. I'm gonna start off with an analogy. When you walk into an elevator, you can't just go to someone and go, hey, how's your relationship with your mother? It doesn't really work. Like there's, there's no context to the conversation. There's nothing that we can do. So, but if you get stuck in the elevator for say 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes, then you, you might just get there. You might be able to build enough rapport with the person to be able to ask interesting and difficult questions and have a more productive conversation. And so being able to contextualize questions allows us to have a more productive conversation easier. The context of a conversation plays a large role in what you can ask and how you can ask it. Like here's an example of what I mean, okay? So what I'm gonna do is, is set up a little bit of a story to contextualize why somebody should give me their real goal, okay? And then off the back end of that, frame up as to why it's in their best interest for me to then get the consequences of not achieving the goal. You know, once I kind of get an initial goal, I would go like, yeah, you know, cause like, I guess, you know, goals is like a, a fat kid running towards an ice cream truck, right? And so, you know, we, um, you know, the, the kids run there and it's, you know, he's, he hears a little jingle jangle of the truck and then from there he kind of goes, <sighs> stretch around and running and running. And then, you know, like he really wants that ice cream, but like he's not really willing to run over broken glass or sprint or knock people out of the way to get it. You know what I mean? There's a limit to what he will do for an ice cream. And to me, that's like people and goals, right? So people are willing to get after it to get their goals, but how, how far are they willing to get? How far are they willing to go? How good could that ice cream taste? So for you, man, like, you know, I think it's important to understand that. And then it's also important on the flip side of that to understand like, you know, if you ever watch someone run from a burning building, it's a very different type of running than somebody running towards an ice cream truck. Like no one ever got to the front door of a burning building and just went, oh, that's far enough. And so like, for you, man, like what happens? Like what happens when you get to the ice cream? What happens when you bite in? How does that feel? Like, what do you get? What flavor are you after? Okay, now what that's done is that has then <clears throat> set up that it's, it's, it's good for me and you to understand your goal. Like, let's really figure out what's gonna get you moving and grooving. Then on the back end of that as well, it's given me a really, really good framework as to why he should tell me the other side, the consequence of that. Because I've already got the buy-in that people run away from things with far more velocity than what they run towards things. So it contextualizes the entire part 
of what I'm trying to get at. You want to have an ability to follow them into one particular way. Of yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's that's like, the problem. See, I love key. Key is the funnel. Like you need to you need to push them into one way of doing things. Yeah. So like with that one, it's perspective. For perfect, because we all make decisions based on our perspective, right? People bang. Bang. So right. Right. Hearing all that is just bang. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, it's, if it's mindset, if it's leadership, if it's whatever, like whatever kind of little like twist you can put on it. Because it's essentially like it's a fear-based thing. If they've had multiple calls, then they haven't moved forward because of fear. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, okay, let's just overcome the fear. Let's get them to do the action. And this is all sales. And this is when sales goes away from like doing a program. Mm -hmm. It's just doing an action required to get an outcome. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all sales is. So it's like the whole, if your whole like mentality is just around like, what do you need to do? to get your outcome. Mm. And like that's why the pitch is set up in the way where it gets a lot of buy-in, mm. right? And that's why like we we the way you structure the pillar is like this is the feature, this is the benefit, this is the specific problem it solves for you. Mm. Right? Um, if you're struggling with that, there are some things you can do like you can insert certain uh, like words, right? Like hamster wheel or something like that. You can be like oh yeah. yeah. Well, like let's say, like, let's say someone like, man, I'm struggling to get to the next level. Like, what do you mean the next level? I really want to get my income from here to here. Okay, and how long have you been trying that? Okay, I've been trying it for five years. So, so it's kind of like you're on a bit of a hamster wheel. Yes. What do you mean when you say you're on a hamster wheel? Right. And then they go, oh, it means this. Then I can attach my pitch. I can say, mm. so what we do to get you from here to here is we do this. The reason why we do that is this because you know how you said you're on a bit of a hamster wheel. Yeah. Well, that's why we do that. So you can like you can make it seem tailored by like putting words into their mouth mm. and then making them justify the words that you put in their mouth. Mm. Yeah. And, that, and then that's how you have like a really tailored pitch that's completely generic. Yeah. Also, I, mean, I don't want to step on this, but I want to give you one thing. And that's super common. It's like a lot of people trying to find a, a, an answer to any question. I don't have it. Especially when I do BDB, and he saw that. I don't even know, sometimes I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> when, when you're selling, yeah, like, yeah, about the aspect of it. Like, I saw the uh, company for Silbelt, I thought they were doing marketing. Yeah. I realized that five minutes into the last call. I already had two calls with them, found the pain points and everything. I have no idea. So I'm telling they're a marketing company. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out there are German textiles. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I swear, it's true. But because I'm not trying to, uh, like, I'm not trying to find an answer to any question. Probably that is a bad example. But when someone tells you, like, uh, I really want one on one, well, it was like, why would you, like, realistically, the, the coach that is going to give you the one on one is the one that, is that they, they ask time because there's no clients. Yes, that's right. Right. So, and it's not that I, it's not that that comes part of me logically thinking about it. When I saw him today, any you right? You say, "Oh, are you good at probably say well, I want one one in Germany." You got a group calls anyway, so you got a eighty percent, right? Same things for him, right? He's done the one one in Germany. He might have wanted to have an boxer access group calls like we do now. Yeah, he got it at sixty percent. It doesn't matter. The bottom things is just you do it. You grab three or four things, you get out of it. So obviously the very, very first part of the call, all we're doing is just saying, hello, how are you going? Um, and then, like I said, just 
And I said just there because it, like, it assumes like familiarity. So it kind of disarms people a little bit and it makes it feel like they should know who you are. This was a booked in call. So she knew who there was. I should be calling. Hey, it's just Matt. You know. Quick call for now. Is it, is it, is it still an appropriate time for you? Yeah, that's totally fine. Always want to find okay, out. Perfect. So if it's we have a call today um, to kind of, uh, you obviously booked a call to find out a little bit more about our program. And um, I just really wanted to know, what is it that sort of sparked your interest to, to book this call with me today? Uh, well, I guess I just had a baby about... Um, okay, so um, the wording there, what is it that sparked your interest in order to book this call with me today? So the reason why I said that is because I want one. I want to know, like, what is what is it that interested him? Obviously, I know it's going to be about weight loss, but I don't want to assume anything because every time you assume something, you're probably going to screw it up because you don't understand the context of their life, how they think, nothing. You haven't ever spoken to this person before, so um, yeah, like chances are, whatever you assume, you're probably going to stuff it up. Um, so yeah, so I want to find out, and also I want them, I want them to remind themselves why they got excited, why they booked the call, because the more someone tells themselves something, the more powerful it is. Okay, and that'll become a theme in what, in, in what we end up doing. Thanks, guys. My second baby. Um, Boy or girl? Thank you. She's a girl. She's perfect beyond belief. Nice one. They always are. Um, but I gained a lot of weight through my pregnancy. I gained 25 kilos. Um, okay. So, like, I weigh, when I had when I gave birth to her, I was like 85 kilos, um, and now I'm 75 kilos, and I want to be back down to 60. Okay. Okay. Like, was that different from your first pregnancy in terms of the weight gain? I gained a lot in my first pregnancy too. Not quite as much. About five kilos less. Okay. So notice how I kind of rolled over like what her goal was because it's important for me to know, but it's not the most important thing right now. And one thing that a lot of uh, less competent salespeople would do is then interject their solution very quickly. Oh, that's fantastic because on this call, I'm going to teach you all about it. It's what our program does. Amazing. Yada, yada, yada. Wrong. Don't do it. No one cares about your solution yet. You don't even know what their problems are. You can't offer a solution if you don't know the problem. Well, it makes me feel good about myself. Like when I look nice, that, that means a lot to me. Um, and Why? So I like, I want energy to play with my kids. I don't want to be like, you know, the fat mom that that's all frumpy and can't do anything. Like I want to sit down <laughs> on the floor with them, play with them, all that sort of stuff. Okay. So you feel like if you lose weight, you, you sort of like, like you'll be able to be the mom that you want to be. And... Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay, so now it's no longer a decision as to we've changed the frame from I want to do a program to lose weight to I want to make decisions that cause me to be the best parent possible. I either want to make those changes or I don't. So the framework is very different now. So the consequences of inaction have now been ex expanded. Now, I could have gone much deeper into this. And if I had longer, like I closed this girl in 23 minutes, like I could have gone for like an extra and just kind of dove in deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and get her crying and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just, to be honest, I just didn't feel I needed to. I felt like I was in good control of the call. I knew what objection I was going to get at the end. I knew how I was going to handle it. I was pretty confident I could close her. Um, but if this was a more expensive sale, like a twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar one, I would have booked out a longer time, and I would have gone much deeper into certain parts of it. All right, perfect. Well, that's a great reason, right? So, 
that means that if there are obstacles in your way, then me as a coach, I can reframe you. Does that make sense? I can go, hey, yep. Sammy, like, the, reason why we're, the reason why we're doing this is you want the best mom you can be. And you know that being overweight, extra weight, being tired, and like not living that healthy lifestyle is one going to pass on those habits, but two, you're just not going to be fulfilled in who you are, and you know, like there's ramifications to these things, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like you've mentioned a few things, you mentioned accountability, you've mentioned like a step-by-step plan. Is there anything else that you feel like you really need to like give yourself best chance? of being in the best position to achieve your goal. And I say it that way because I don't want to say, what do you need to ensure that you can achieve your goal? Because nothing is a guaranteed in life. So what we want to do is consistently put ourselves in the best position, right? So you said ability, you said a step-by-step process. Is there anything else that you know you need just in that best position possible? Uh, framing it that way because I'm setting up my initial trial close um, so I want to get a pre-commitment before I get a actual like a, like a buy. So it's my pre-commitment. Um, and that's the reason why I worded it that way. And it'll make sense at the end of the call. Uh, I can think of. Okay, sweet. So I feel like it's appropriate at this stage for me to kind of tell you a little bit about how we work and, and what we do. So that, that yeah, that's great. I'm asking permission to pitch. Essentially is what I'm doing there. I don't just want to go, okay, so this is what we do. I want to go, do you feel it's appropriate at this stage for me to talk to you about this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, sweet. Small commitment. As I was taking him through the phases, I had key points of the conversation, okay, where I I wanted to make him dig in on his own opinions, right? And so this is about defending your own position, right? Like we've spoken about this before. So as I take someone through the phases, I want to understand the concepts of each phase and what I'm trying to achieve and how I'm trying to pull the sale forward, right? In the path of least resistance, the straightest possible line, right? Because every tangent, I lose that emotional gravitas that I've built, right? Or I run the risk of them forgetting something. So I want to understand their problem. I want them to understand their problem. I want them to explain why the problem is happening. And then I want them to explain why that problem is affecting them and how it's affecting them physically, mentally, and emotionally, right? And then I want them to explain in detail what that is. Once I've gotten that problem and I, we've explained all that, then we talk about, okay, now what happens if we do not fix that problem? Or, you know what I mean? And then get them to explain in detail what happens if they don't fix it. And we put some time frames on that. And then it's like, okay, so now we want them to become aware that there are solutions. So then I want them to tell me what solutions they want. Then I want them to de- defend why that solution is what will give them the result. Right? So, okay, like, like I, I guess before talking to me, were you, were you out there kind of looking for ways to, to get more sales and marketing or, or lose weight? Yeah, yeah, I was. Okay. Can you explain me about what you were looking for? Okay. So now that I understand all that, I guess, do you have an ideal criteria as to what you're really looking for to ensure you can make that 10K a month so you can sort of take more holidays and give your family that freedom that you're looking for? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, and so like, why, like, okay, you said accountability or you said this, you said this, like, what did you mean by that? I mean, I need this, this, and this. Okay. And why is that important to you now though? Okay, that makes sense. 
right? So every single time I'm, I'm, I want them to espouse a principle, I need them to break down in detail what that means. Because if I just let them go over, I need accountability. Okay, well, what does that mean? Can you be more specific? Can you help me understand what you're trying to, like what you really need there? Okay, and why that in particular? Okay, and why is that important now? Okay, all right, perfect, right? So now, I've, now I understand all that. Now we go through cost of inaction. Okay, so now we've got their current situation. We understand their problems. We've understand what solution they feel they need and in detail why they require it, right? And then they've defended why they need that and why that is in particular is important to them right now. Then we go through a cost of inaction. What happens if you don't fix this problem in the next three, six or 12 months? What's gonna be the outcome? Oh, well, it's not gonna be good. What do you mean by not good? Right, again, defend the position, right? Creates urgency. Okay, and so are you, are you willing to settle for that? No, I'm not. And whose choice is it to settle? It's mine. So is it important enough for you to start right now? Is it important for you to start, you know, losing weight or making more money so you can insert the emotional driver, right? Is that important to you? Yes, it is. But why is it important to you now? Why not just do this later? Make them dig in, ask questions, probe, clarify. So now I've got all those things in order, right? Now that I've got that, now I'm getting them to commit to change. Is it time for you to make a change? Yes, it is. Why now? So someone comes to me and they go, hey, Matt, this sounds amazing. I'm 100% sold, okay? I just need to take 24 hours, check my finances, and make sure my partner's on board. You know, and just, just make sure this is the right decision. But I'm 100% on board. Okay, so I've just been shotgunned with a bunch of different objections, okay? I've got 24 hours, which is like, think about it. I've got check finances, which is a combination of think about it and money. I've got a partner objection, and I've got another think about it objection. So, okay, I'm gonna weed through that, and in my head, I'll immediately go, okay, that makes sense, man, and from what I understand, like, you know, money could potentially be the issue right now for you. If you did have the finances available, would this be the answer to you, right? So money is the easiest, so I'm gonna ignore everything, and I'm gonna go for money, okay? So first, identify the objection, and it's more identifying the objection that you want to handle first, and we always go for money. We do money-based objections, follow the script, let the customer find ways to come up with funding. Attempt twice to bring up funding options. If customer still doesn't want to commit, we go to fear-based. So what we want to do is help the prospect come up with solutions, okay, to solve the problem, which is why the first thing I ask is money aside, if you did have the funding, would this be the answer for you? I need to take it from a objection and put it into a problem. Right, I want to get on the same side of the table and I want to get some buying and some detail around why they think this would be a good option for them. Because if the product or the, the, um, if the, if the solution is here and it's in this little product or service that we're doing, right, then it makes it the conversation that I have is much easier because I no longer have to try and sell the efficacy. I'm just, we're just sort of solving problems to make it happen. Okay, if you did have the funding, would this work for you? Yes. Okay, why do you feel that way? Getting detail, which entrenches them in their idea. 
Okay, so I can see that money might be the issue from what you told me. How do you think we can resolve that? Where do you think we can find the funding to get the training or the coaching to actually get you where you want to go in your business, right? And you can exchange that for whatever you sell. Step two, let them come up with their own solutions. I'm putting it back on them. Okay, what avenues do you have to find funding to get your business up to, to, to actually get it to where you can lose 10 kilos and, and have more energy for your kids? Like, you know, like where are we going to find the money? If they're unable to find it, have you considered putting it on credit card or borrowing or whatever, right? Now, then what we're going to do is usually kind of go through, we'll, we'll come up in that time with a plan that works for them, a payment plan, something like that. Then from there, we're going to re-ask for the sale. Okay, would that be appropriate or how would you like to proceed? Then what they might do is go, yeah, that, that, that works, that sounds really good, I just need to check with my partner. Okay, that's no dramas. We're now into a partner objection. Establish that you're on the same side of the script, okay? Okay, and if your partner was here and they were on board with this, would this be the answer for you, do you feel? Yes, it would. Okay, perfect, why do you feel that way? What do you think would specifically be of most benefit to you in actually getting to there? And, and, and like, how does your partner feel about you learning the skills so you can X, Y, Z? Okay, well, what are you going to do if your partner doesn't want you to invest so that you can actually get that level of financial freedom that you want over the next six, 12 months? Like, what are you going to do then? What, like, so how are you going to learn the skills if your partner doesn't want you to invest? Right? Now, there are two results here. Your partner's going to be, they're going to be, say, well, I would proceed anyway, right? In which case we know that we can get that sale and then we can proceed to ask for the close and then we can go into our fear-based stuff. Or they say they won't proceed. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching part one. Make sure you watch out for part two, which will be dropping next week. It's gonna be the absolute tippity top, best tips, best tricks for salespeople, business owners to take your business and your sales to the next level. Make sure that you like, subscribe, hit notification, but all that kind of good stuff. Watch the next video, make some bank. Thanks guys, bye. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.